Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. Are you looking for help with trying to lose weight? Well, this could be the solution for you. With a range of products such as shakes, boosters, capsules, and more, get started today simply by adding Kirsty on Facebook using the link in the show notes and get started today. For the ad-free version of this podcast, please visit our Patreon page and become a patron at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts in that month and all of the previous ad-free podcasts that we've done. Head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. The link's in the description. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It is Entertainment Talks podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC and Fox. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today is David. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. I just got done listening to uh, Geek Town about an hour or so ago with you and you and oh, Ross cool. this week. So that, that was quite good. Yes. Fun. Yeah. Yes. And the interview with, uh, I've forgotten his name, but it was the. Uh... Oliver Oliver Bockelberg is the uh, is the guy that was on this week. Yes, he's yeah. the cinematographer for uh, Scandal, the yeah, TV right. show. So uh, and he was he was great actually. It was really cool. good. Uh, but we're here today to talk about season eight, episode five of The Walking Dead, uh, which is called The Big Scary You, and not it's not spelled Y O U this week. It's spelled just U. Um, yes, which. It, in like a grammar sense on like Wikipedia and stuff, looks kind of odd when everything else is like spelt normally. And this has got a U. I don't know. It's, it's spelt weird. Uh, but what did you think of of the episode? Uh, I I enjoyed it this week. I, yeah. I I know I've seen some criticism of it online, but I oh, I actually really? quite enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> Uh, not not surprisingly, everybody criticizes everything online. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I, it was, you got little, little bits of Negan's backstory, which was nice. Um, they've, they've not done like a, a full thing. We Mm. did, we have talked before about whether they were going to do a full kind of, you know, Negan centric backstory episode, but we haven't got that yet. But, um, but it was nice to get a little bit more of that and finally get the resolution to what's been happening with, uh, with Negan and, uh, Gabriel. So we sort of know what happened there mm-hmm. at last. Yeah. Uh, no, no major deaths this week. I don't think. Nope. Nope. Oh, no. No, no so, deaths of tigers no. this week. So. Yeah. No. No deaths of tigers or, or anything like that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Overall, pretty pretty solid episode. I thought. Good. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was the best episode of the season so far. Um, yeah. Which for a show that doesn't need action but is severely helped by action um and yeah. for it to not have much of it at all i know we had we had one scene basically with um with uh gabriel and negan escaping the yeah. walkers and daryl and rick fighting which was you know not sort of included in that um i thought that, like the sort of negotiations the conversations and like uh, then basically, the, all of the savior people basically sitting around the table 
table and saying like okay what are we going to do next and Negan getting up and being like we we kill the right people and whatever and like uh saying all that kind of stuff and then I'm kind of interested going forward if um because Dwight and Eugene on their own aren't all that interesting they don't speak much and they don't do much but if you put them together I think they could be kind of interesting going forward and we saw a little bit of that in this episode which I thought was kind of interesting um, yeah. It's a bit like in, I know it's a bit of a different sense, but like in Arrow Season 4 where I hated Damien Dark because I didn't think he fit in, in the show. But then when the, he joined up with other interesting characters in the Legion of Doom, found him yeah. more interesting. So this is a bit of the same kind of sense where you take a char- two characters that they're still kind of interesting, but not if they get too much of their screen time on their own. Um, but you, t- you take them and you put them together, I think they could be kind of interesting uh, considering what yeah. happens in the episode as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, surprisingly enjoyed enjoyed this week. So I thought it was great. Uh, just before we get to the notes in the uh, episode itself, just want to tell you guys what's happening. Entertainment talk. Uh, got some good news yesterday. I uh, got an application accepted for um, Stitcher. I was, I was about to say Spotify uh, for Stitcher, and you can now listen to our podcast on there as well. Basically, the, the way it works is basically I submitted my RSS feed from SoundCloud, and I sub- I guess it's the case of when I submit episodes to that, which makes it go onto iTunes, that now goes onto Stitcher as well. Um, and I tested it out myself last night just to make sure it actually works and not just shows that it does. Um, yeah. But what you kind of need to do is, uh, if you go on the Stitcher profile, instead of next to the episode where it's got a play button, if you click on the episode itself and then it shows you a bit of information, kind of like what you would do with iTunes, then you press play, it worked after that. Because what happened was when I pressed play next to the episode... It sort of tried to load it, load it, and it didn't. So that's that's the method I would I would advise you to do. Uh, what else happened this week? Um, we talked a bit more about the EA stuff with Star Wars because that's a never-ending literal saga. <laughs> yes. uh, so so that stuff happened as well. Uh, I did my review for Star Wars Battlefront. So if you want to know what I th- actually think of the game itself as opposed to the situation surrounding it, uh, you can check that out as well. Um, hopefully this week we should have a Justice League podcast. We're hoping to do that Friday, but it hasn't been recorded yet, so we can't say it's definitely coming out. Um, last week as well, I did, uh, I'm going to release these around the holidays, around Christmas when some of this stuff goes off air. Um, but I recorded a bunch of mini podcasts. Um, they're sort of little 10, 15, 20 minute podcasts. Uh, it's just me basically doing a re- reviews of a couple of games. So I did them for uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, uh, Prey, which is P-R-E-Y, the uh, Bethesda game that came out earlier this year, and Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. So they're basically just like quick little reviews, uh, and I explain all about them when you when you go, go and listen to them. Uh, what else has been happening this week? Oh yeah, last week me and um, me and uh, Robert came back and did a little bit of a catch-up with the CWDC shows. Uh, we've got the crossover coming up in a couple of weeks as well, so that will, will be quite exciting. Um, and yeah, lots of other stuff to, to come soon as well. The Star Trek mid-season review, which was a couple of weeks ago. So check all that out as well. Uh, that's entertainmenttalk.org. So in a flashback, Negan, Dwight, Eugene, Simon and Negan's other lieutenants listen to Gregory plead his case for the uh, saviors to spare the hilltop community, vowing to evict any of these uh people going along with rick's plan for the community simon assures gregory that if um that he trusts him despite negan's non uh 
pleasure towards him and offers that if the hilltop doesn't fall in line they can just wipe them out <laughs> uh negan slams his baseball bat down which was which was kind of impressive uh and angrily demands simon uh and angrily reminds simon that people are important resources than just um uh sig- signaling that the start of rick's attack uh, sorry there's gunshots outside that signal the start of rick's attack so that kind of lines things up again uh, so yeah. it, it, this kind of tells you what happened just before Rick and his people got outside the sanctuary, which is kind of interesting. I'm glad we didn't get more time on this. I felt like we were given just enough time. Um, yeah. Do you feel like everyone would have understood what this was? Um, yeah, I mean, I I sort of got what they were doing because yeah. you know it was it, it was obviously a flashback because of where everybody was. Um, you know, and and I I'd sort of forgotten that he came out saying oh, we were just in a meeting. But yeah, you know, when when he came out, I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I I see where it was. But I mean, it was obviously a flashback. So um, you know, I I thought I mean Gregory just as Weasley as ever. <laughs> I just really really hate that character. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know I know he's what he's there for, but um. You know, yeah, I, I mean, how anybody could take him seriously? Why Negan didn't just shoot him in the head at that point, or smash him over the head with Lucille? Yeah. I or just, just th- yeah, because he's at the opposite end of the table to Gregory. Just throw Lucille at him or something like that. Yeah, mm. uh, that would mm. fun. Yeah, he's sitting there with like a glass of water and he's shaking and he's sipping sipping his water and he's trying to convince everyone. You can see how nervous he is and stuff. Um, and uh, Alexander Berkeley does a, does a really good job as him. Yeah. Um. So it's a credit to him for that for that as well. But yeah, it, it's it's gotten to a comedic point with Gregory where like he's no threat yeah. to anyone really. Um, but it's just funny to see him try to navigate this world. Um, yeah, just yeah, yeah. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, but I thought this was all quite interesting. Some of the conversations that happened here as well. Uh, but this yeah. was this was a shorter scene at the at the start. Um, and then that's, uh, there's a little scene before with, uh, Simon and Gregory, they're kind of talking, but there wasn't much there. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a good opener. It was like 15 minutes as well before we got the, uh, opening credits. It's, it's kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. There was an interesting little, um, sort of production design bit from, from that as well. Huh. If you actually looked at Negan's end of the table, it's all battered. Um, the, yeah. the top of the table is all battered from where he smashed it with Lucille repeatedly, <laughs> which I thought was quite a nice little touch. Yeah, you know. So, uh, yes, there's obviously been a few tense talks mm. in that room over time. Do you think but, that's uh, the case of like you know if you're in not in court, but I'm sure you've seen many court scenes and stuff, um, yeah. possibly on like Suits and that that you watch. Um, yeah, but like it's a little bit of a case of you know they have that little hammer and they like say order and all that stuff it's a, this is a little bit like negan's version of that like he's the sort of um yeah. what do they call the person in charge judge Ju- the, the judge yeah he's he's like the judge in charge of this and lucille's his little hammer kind of thing or you know, bigger version yeah, of yeah. that Camel. and he's just whacking the table but instead of like tapping on it and, and stuff he's just whacking it on the table uh and yeah the, yeah, the marks on the table kind of show that they've had a lot of these of these different meetings and stuff and the tables had a bit of wear and tear, so yeah, I thought that I thought that was kind of interesting as well. Uh, but that's just the first little scene that we get, uh, and then we get the credits, of course. Uh, in the present, Negan and Father Gabriel are trapped in a trailer surrounded by walkers, 
Within the fences of the sanctuary, Negan doesn't kill Gabriel, but does express concern that without his leadership, the saviors will start to fall apart. Gabriel believes he ended up trapped with Negan to help him confess, uh, specifically speaking to him about how he treats the workers within the sanctuary, as well as his wives. Negan wavers a bit, describing his uh, life uh, just before the apocalypse, including having cheated on his his wife, who is called Lucille. Uh, we'll talk about this in a second. Uh, but yeah. then explains that after the apocalypse, he came across numerous groups uh, f- who were funding each other against each other and gained control of their key leaders as to form the, the saviors. Negan lets his guard down as Gabriel explains his own past and the uh, the deaths that happened at his uh, his church and stuff. Because what what we knew from uh, season five was introduced, I think. Uh, this allows Gabriel to grab his gun before locking himself in uh, the trailer's second room. So there's an actual another little bit in there as well. I think that was the bathroom, probably. <coughs> probably. I suspect so. Yeah. yeah. Negan opens up first about his wife uh, prior to the apocalypse and convinces Gabriel that they have to work together to get out of this mess, which is yeah we, we sort of knew that was going to happen. Um, I thought this was really good stuff. I know it was kind of um, cut between other things in this episode, but that was kind of the yeah. the main kind of thrust of what happened. Uh, what did you think of this? this yeah, thing? I mean, I I thought this was kind of really interesting as as the talky bits of The Walking Dead go because it, it's great when they get scenes like that because it's just two guys talking, you know, um, and you've got this sort of chaos and madness going on outside and there's sort of there is a connection between these two and Negan as I say it was interesting to see Negan in that situation of sort of you know he needs Gabriel uh because the only way they're going to get out is if they do it together that's his belief anyway um so it's interesting to hear him talking about sort of his ex-wife and you know having cheated on her and or his first wife and having cheated on her and she's while she was dying Mm. and you know her dying in the apocalypse and sort of how things that affected him and yeah so i yeah good sort of solid backstory bit and um i did wonder whether gabriel was gonna get out of that alive and and we see at the end of the episode he may not have done but um yeah yeah uh, you know, I I thought, and and I mean, and Negan's conviction that he needs they need to be together to get out alive. I'm not entirely sure why he was convinced by that, but you know, know. strength maybe, in numbers against yeah, strength maybe. in numbers outside, kind of yeah, possibly yeah, possibly. Either that or he could have just bashed Gabriel over the head and thrown him out and then done a <laughs> run of it. Yeah, uh, he does. He does punch Gabriel in the face as well for for just. I guess a, <laughs> yeah. a laugh or whatever. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Which could that be was, connected to something we'll funny. talk about later with Gabriel as well. Um right, okay. which we'll talk about. Yeah, I thought this was really good though, and you you almost, you almost see Negan tear up a bit. Uh which mm. he can kind of get away with it in that situation because one, Gabriel's not gonna f- make fun of him or judge him really. Um no. like if he was to cry in front of Simon or Rick or someone, then they'd be like, Oh, look at you, you wimp in this big war and that. Uh but Gabriel isn't gonna be the sort of character to do that. Um no. but at that time Gabriel was already in what we're presuming is the, the bathroom anyway. Yeah. Uh but what did you think when uh, Gabriel grabbed Negan's gun? He fires three shots. I distinctly heard three. He missed all three, <laughs> uh, and then just I'm, runs I... off. 
I'm guessing he missed all three, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, I mean, really? I mean, I know he's, he he's not really much like, of a fighter, and he did at least try, yes, that yeah. is true, um, even if it was only to get away and lock himself in the bathroom, which is not exactly the greatest plan either, <laughs> but, you know, because it's not, it's not like there's many other places you can go from there. So, mm. uh, and it's not like Negan's going to walk away and leave him alone. He's more likely to kick the door in. So, yeah. anyway, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it, in terms of, of the... Uh, character arc and sort of you know back character background that you got from that scene i thought that was really nice mm-hmm. i would like to maybe see an actual flashback like just a little something to to show negan yeah. with his wife in in an actual it would have to be a dream type flashback rather than a scene flashback like we get with um with gregory and that at the start uh yeah. but yeah, it was it was really interesting to me, and I there's this comic that's come out. I think it's actually been released now. Uh, it's called Here's Negan, yes. um, and it was it was released in the Image Plus over in the US, and we don't we don't get that over here. Uh, but it's actually been released as like a full thing, so you can go and read that as well, uh, which I haven't actually read at the moment, but I'm gonna definitely go and do that at some point. Um, it shows you like him making Lucille, and I assume uh, that the rest of his his backstory as well, because it's it's good that we get yeah. this information. But I would also like to know like how he got control of the sanctuary and uh, how he got such a big sort of support behind him, uh, because there's yeah. you know. From like the scenes at the end of the episode when he walks in and everyone like kneels kneels down, you gotta have quite the amount of power to to do something like that, especially yeah. In Black I mean, and he's, he's, he, yeah. I mean, he's treated almost like a sort of godlike figure or you know Jesus like figure. <laughs> yeah. Um. When when he he comes back, uh, which is quite interesting, and I mean it also reaffirms the thing that he says earlier about the saviors falling apart without him being there as well. Mm. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I saw some theory because he says like, "Oh, um, I run this place better than what it was run before." I saw some theories online that it was Simon, the person that ran it before. Yeah, but I, I didn't really I see that. any hints to that in the episode. No, no, I, th- I thought that was an interesting idea um, that that maybe Simon was the person that he took over from. Uh, I mean, I, I no, I didn't see any. I mean, apart from the comment when they're sat in that meeting where he talks to Simon about are we backsliding, yeah, um, and and whether that was a reference uh, to to him maybe having taken over from Simon. But uh, mm. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I, I that would be an interesting twist if that is the case. Because I don't want to shut that theory down. Because that's actually kind of interesting for for both those characters, but. I would kind yeah. of assume that Negan would have killed the former leader of a place he's, he's trying to take over. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. So we we don't I. know what the what the history was. So, um, yeah. But it's, it's an interesting theory. But yeah, I really like these scenes between Gabriel and Negan. Um, and it's interesting that Gabriel's the one to do this. And I think if you look at all the characters in the show, Gabriel's the only one who would have done this kind of stuff and not just tried to kill him, uh, kill Negan yeah. in this situation. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And with the whole, like, Gabriel being, you know, the, the religious figure that he is and stuff, um, and Negan, like, telling him about all this stuff, Gabriel's the the, person, the appropriate person to do that. So uh, yeah. I thought that was all cool. Um, so the next part, within the Sanctuary, Simon discusses the situation with the other lieutenants, believing Negan may be dead because, you know, he's been left outside with a load of zombies. 
leaving yeah. a power void because the power goes out as well. Simon raises the possibility that the only way Rick's army could have taken them uh, like they did is if they had an, had inside information, likely someone, um, likely from someone in the room. Dwight, who uh, secretly did provide this, diverts their attention to the growing issues of the workers who are becoming, you know, uh, restless, being uh, holed up in the building with the power out and stuff. Uh, they decide to take no media action as um, they return to their rooms. Eugene brings Dwight to a, um, a box of cigarettes and uh, an expression of thanks. Eugene notices uh, some chess pieces that Dwight's been making, uh, his little sort of chess piece soldiers. Uh, and he picks up a piece that still has wet paint on it. And this comes back sort of later in the episode as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they got a bit of the situation on their hands with the the workers sort of coming up into the building and stuff and them sort of saying, like, Simon and that sort of saying, um, you know, you, you guys have to go back downstairs and get, get on with your work and stuff. Because it's kind of shown in the episode that Negan's the one that has all the power because Simon has some of it. He's able to command them a little bit, but um, you can see he struggles a little bit with this situation. Uh, yeah. So what did you think of, of this scene? Yeah, I mean, Simon Simon does have some power with... Uh, you know, see, he, I mean, he is the lieutenant. He does have some power within that group. But within the wider community, as we see kind of later on, uh, the he's he has problems controlling the workers because they are they believe that Negan is kind of the person that runs the place and and that's who they believe in. So, you know, um yeah, I, I thought that was that was kind of uh interesting that that whole sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And also the thing with um the thing with Eugene and Dwight which I'm you know, we'll, we'll get to at the end, but that that was kind of interesting as well. I think it was a jar of pickles actually he brought him not a carton of cigarettes, but, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that, that, that was quite interesting. Yeah. It was one of those things that when, when Dwight picked up or when Eugene picked up the, was it Eugene picked up the thing or Dwight picked up the thing from, uh, Eugene picked up the chess piece, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Eugene picks up Dwight's chess piece. That's right. Yeah. And then he gets the, the paint on his hand and it's one of those it, it's one of those if you've ever studied script writing it's one of those things that you know is a is a a setup that mm-hmm. that you you know is really obvious setup that you think well why is that in there because that's going to pay off somewhere else later so um so yes i thought that was kind of intriguing i was just interested to see how that was going to pay off yeah because when when you get a situation where the camera turns towards something like that you know that it's going to kind of pick up later um whereas if he would just touched it and then like put it down but the camera had stayed where it was you would know that it's not necessarily as as significant um yeah. but i i, I kind of like these two together i think they're gonna hopefully like work together to get back on rick's side or not even I hope necessarily so, yeah. back on rick's side but to get themselves both out of this place <clears throat> yeah um so that could be really really kind of cool as well uh but yeah we we kind of see how this how this goes down later as well um it's kind of interesting that with the power going out and you know the, the um, cooling system, I guess, going going down, that these 
workers that come upstairs, they actually, the actors and stuff have, like, the sweat on them. So you can kind of actually see, you can kind of realistically see the effect and stuff. Yeah. It's a bit like if you've played um, 70 minutes of, of a match of FIFA and you can start to see that sort of stuff on them. It's just more, more like, <laughs> realistic. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Although it can can happen in about thirty minutes of a game, uh, but I thought that was that was kind of interesting as well. Yeah. Um, there's not much more I want to really say until we get to the later scene. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a slightly different scene, because this wasn't the whole episode. Uh, elsewhere, Rick and Daryl deal with uh, the truck that was transporting weapons back to the sanctuary. Daryl violently integrates the driver, um, barely alive. Uh, I'll talk about some effects of that in a second, and I I kind of had a little bit of an issue with it. Uh, to yeah. try to learn more about, uh, but Rick uh, suggests other ways. The man dies afterwards anyway, so they turn their attention to the weapons. They find a supply of dynamite, and Daryl thinks they should use it uh, for the fight. But Rick protests, uh, thinking that there is a better way. The two get into a fight, during which uh, Rick grabs the bag with the dynamite and throws it uh, back at the truck, causing it to basically explode because the truck's already leaking. Uh... So it explodes the truck. They return to their vehicles, but Rick uh, finds his truck doesn't start, and Daryl refuses to give him a ride because, of course, they just had an argument. Yeah. Uh, the two men uh, have, you know, um, a, a dispute over that. Uh, Rick continues on his own until he sees a helicopter flying overhead <laughs> and gives chase. Yes. So that's a pretty big thing for for this show. Um, yeah. I know they only glanced at it, but it's a has a lot of meaning behind it. I mean, Rick's all, Rick's got the same reaction as us. He like sees it and he's like, a helicopter? <laughs> really? Like, yeah. Yeah. These like still people. Who is that? Who is like who has that? Who's still running it? How do they have supplies? There's so many questions to to bring about from this. Um, yeah. But let's go back a little bit and talk about this uh, Rick and Daryl stuff, and I'll talk about um, what I said I was going to. Um, this man that's dying on the floor, yeah, and I've I've seen this in other scenes and not just in The Walking Dead as well, where a character is like bleeding or something. You know, when a character bleeds in a certain way and the blood comes out of their mouth like that. Yeah, that the actor, um, and it happened in I think one scene in the Punisher that I watched, uh, which you should definitely, definitely, definitely watch because it's yes. incredible. Uh, yeah. Even if you're not a fan of superheroes, please go and watch the Punisher. It's well, it, absolutely incredible. It's not even a superhero show. That. Yeah, I mean, really yeah. isn't. It's it's more like a <laughs> sort of uh, war drama, if anything else. Yeah, it's uh, it's a brilliant series that. Uh, but anyway, what I mean is. When an actor does that, and of course the the character would struggle to speak, but I don't like it when it gets to a situation where the actor is like mumbling something, and you have you have to try and understand what they're saying, but because of the effect, you can't. And yeah. it happened with this guy as well, and I was like, what's, what is he trying to say? And he's because because of what's happening to him, he can't speak properly. Do you find yeah. that annoying at all? Because I've seen um, it in a lot of different scenes and it, it always annoys me when it happens. Yeah, I mean, it depends if we're supposed to hear what they they say. Yeah. I mean, you know, that... Uh, I mean, you know, if they're trying to get words out and not managing to do it and the character doesn't hear them either, that's fine. If we're supposed to know what they're saying, then that's a problem. Yeah, it's just... 
don't know. It's a, it's become a bit a bit of a thing with me when when that kind of thing happens, uh, and the, yeah. they, they get into that situation. Uh, but what do you think of this uh, Rick and Daryl fight having the argument? This was the one bit that didn't quite work for me. Um, okay. I, the, I mean, that fight seemed to spring up out of nowhere. You know, they were having a disagreement about the way to do it, and you kind of think they're they're so close. These two at this point, it really is just smacking each other. The only way that you can resolve this, <laughs> I, I just it just seemed to didn't. It felt a bit jarring that. Um, plus, plus the you know uh, Rick them flowing throwing the dynamite away. I'm assuming that there was some fire over there at the time because they didn't light it i mean yeah. i know dynamite can be <laughs> kind of unstable um if it's got wet and stuff you know dynamite can get unstable so but maybe yeah maybe it was just that that caused it but it, that i don't know th- this this whole sequence seemed a little bit sloppy for me yeah because okay. uh i mean it was fine but and i sort of see why it was mm-hmm. in there you know it was in there to introduce some country conflict between the two of them but it, it yeah it, it just i'm not sure how necessary it was and it seemed a little bit sloppy and mm-hmm. part of it i think was just put in so they had rick and daryl in this episode <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um but you do get that having said that you do get that nice payoff at the end with this helicopter coming out of nowhere and like what the hell is that so um Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll talk I, about that separately in, in a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see what you mean, and but my thought at the time was dynamite can quite easily go off. I mean, if they threw the bag like that, it's quite likely to. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. a scene in in Lost. I think it was the the first season. There's this character called Arts. Uh, spoilers for an episode that aired like ten years ago, uh, <laughs> and for a mi- <laughs> minor character. Um, but they are trying to blow... I can't remember what they were trying to blow open, but they were trying to open something with dynamite, and they were laying it down and stuff, and this character called Arts, he's, like, talking about dynamite and his experience with it and stuff, and he's got it in his hand, and you know when you, you're you speaking, you gesture yeah. a little bit with your hands, and he gestures a bit too much, and it goes off. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it can kind of be... I, uh, I guess it depends on the state of the dynamite as well. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it may be that it was somewhat degraded, and, and that's why but yeah mm-hmm. uh it was sort of also i mean there was there were bits in there that it just felt like it was put in there for a certain amount of convenience you know it was a mm-hmm. way to cause a conflict between daryl and rick it was a way to um get rid of that cache of guns so they didn't have it to use and uh, yeah i don't know it 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 was fine but it didn't it just felt a little forced for yeah. me that section so I guess in this scene as well, we have, like, two different sides. Um, we've got Rick, who's on the side of, like, okay, we could use these explosives, but not in the way that Daryl wants to, because Rick doesn't want to kill the downstairs workers and stuff. Yeah. And Daryl is saying we should just throw it in there and basically... He said we should, blow like, blow the place yeah. open and let the walkers come in. Uh, whose side do you fall down on? I'm somewhat with rick i think um uh, you know i mean the workers that are in there as 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 rick sort of says the workers that are in there if you suddenly blow the place up and it doesn't work 
and people aren't killed, you, the, you know, they manage to get out, which is what Daryl was saying, oh, they'll manage to escape. You're then in a situation that a lot of the workers take up arms, um, and they're fighting a much bigger force. So, and, and you know, that's not what they're not trying to go in there and kill everybody. They want to sort of liberate the workers that are, are working, are, are being forced under. I mean, although they're choosing to be there, but they are working under this totalitarian regime of, of Negan and the Saviors. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I mean, I, I get Daryl's point of we could end this right now, but um, there must be a slightly more subtle way to do it than just blowing everything up and, and le- letting the walkers go in and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that seems a bit kind of fly by the seat of your pants sort of um, solution. I, I think there must be a better solution than that. I think where I stand is, is there any like, young young children in there because you don't want to like yeah. kill those and they, they were that i mean that people. was the other thing is it yeah. is there children living in the sanctuary i'm not actually they quite did, sure i i'm not sure but they did mention that i'm sure they've mentioned that there are children and families in there because so if that is, and, and also if that is the case i mean you can't just go and blow the place up yeah i, I was gonna say yeah, if there is families children there. and stuff in there then I side with Rick. If there's not, then I think I side with Daryl. Because then you do get a case where, like, uh, you could have a, a father, a wife, and a child in there that you're putting at risk. Whereas if those sets of characters aren't in that place, I'm with Daryl. Where, like, okay, these people, like, are at war with them, and we, like, need to kill them in that sense. Yeah, because um, of course, Rick, on Rick's mind, and I probably doubt as well, is like, is there any, is there a, a Carl or a, a Judith type person in there that that yeah. doesn't deserve to die? Basically, um, so that, that's that's where I come down on it. Uh, and I don't quite yeah. know if they, like I said, I can't quite remember if there is young children and families I, in I the sanctuary. There are, I think there are young children and families in there, okay. and I think that was Rick's main point. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it probably not the best idea to to just kind of go and blow everything up and let them fend for themselves. So mm-hmm. we'll and see. I think that what it sounds like as well, because what they kind of talk about in this episode is that their workers are on the lower floors, which more more yeah. accessible to the zombies, whereas the more quote unquote important people like Dwight, Eugene, uh, Simon, yeah. Negan, and that are right at the top, and the, and zombies aren't going to get up there. So. You kind of are doing the reverse of what you want to do. So, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this helicopter, what did you think of that? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, unless there is uh, an army base or something kicking around. Because, I mean, not only the fact that the helicopter, you've got to have somebody that knows how to fly the helicopter. Yeah, and the resources to fuel it and keep it running. And... Yeah stuff like that so so you know is there an army thing somewhere nearby mm-hmm. maybe i i don't know um i'm i'm intrigued by that because it, it looked like it looked like it was sort of green it didn't look like a commercial helicopter it looked like a military helicopter i thought from the sort of brief glimpse we got of it yeah so um yeah i don't know maybe they're about to do you want to hear a crazy a... silly theory that i read 
Go on. That, um, and this goes back to the coma thing, which somebody said, oh, because Rick's still in his coma, when he, when, when we saw him wake up in season one, that when he saw that, you know, the helicopters and tanks that had failed that were outside the building, outside the hospital, that he's thinking of helicopters and he sees a helicopter. <laughs> I can't get with that at all. So That's complete I box. don't know why I'm he'd sorry. do that now. Like, and yeah, if that, that was the case, so ridiculous. those helicopters and, and then, tanks were all broken. And I think, haven't they already said that, that the whole it's all a dream thing yeah. is not going to happen? So yeah. I remember you know. Scott Gimple on the Talking Dead preview this season said, okay, this old man Rick thing you see isn't a coma. It is something else. You'll find out what it is. And he very clearly said that. So I'm just taking all this coma stuff off the table. I'm I'm doing I'm using yeah. Negan's bat and I'm bashing it off the table. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just I just thought I'd bring that here and see what you thought. Yes. But yeah. I'm incredibly interested to see what the helicopter is. It means that we possibly have a new community. Maybe they've got some army gear and stuff. Maybe maybe yeah. there were some of the maybe they were some of the actual army people from the start and they managed to because they already had those supplies managed to keep some of them. Yeah, yeah, maybe, so, maybe there is, maybe there's some sort of army base kicking around somewhere. Yeah. Which would uh, be interesting. When do you think we'll get our answer to this? Either either mid season or at the end of this season, I guess, because as a setup for where they go next, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Um, but it's, it's something to to remember, and if we uh, mm. go, if we go another season without knowing then it's gonna gonna bring up some questions and if people are as concerned about heath as they are then they should be concerned about this helicopter because <laughs> yeah. uh, i think it has has some meaning i'm sure uh, i'm sure it'll have some meaning i'm sure we'll get an answer to that because it was such an obvious thing mm-hmm. that i think i think we're gonna have yeah. and i mean protagonist saw it so yeah uh, yeah exactly. no, nobody, nobody saw heath walk off but we saw the helicopter so yeah. uh uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, talk about later. Simon makes a this decision to turn off the sanctuary's power. So this is kind of what I was talking about earlier as well. Uh, to conserve resources, the walkers suffering from the heat move up onto the second floor. Um, against, I want to talk a bit about the sanctuary sort of layout as well because it kind of ties into this as well. And sort of what we've been talking about. Yeah. Uh, against the normal orders, so they're sort of not sort of allowed to do this. Uh, knowing something is wrong, they demand to see Negan. The lieutenants try to vouch for him and uh, squabble amongst themselves when suddenly they hear Negan's whistling. I think this has kind of gotten iconic, Negan's whistling. It means like yes. you relate it with the saviors and it's a particular type of whistle. Yeah. Um, so see what you always sort of know it. Yeah. Uh, so he comes up whistling and they all fall to their knees because he's he is Superman. He is the god. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Negan and Gabriel, who escaped the trailer, cover themselves um, in the Walker guts, which is a trick that isn't used often enough in this show, I don't think. Uh, but I'll talk about some other reasons that I heard as to why it might not be good. Uh, have to date so they make it safely there. Um, Negan reaffirms his power, and the workers quickly uh, agree to return to work. Negan orders Gabriel to be kept in a cell. Later, Negan and the lieutenants find some of the weapons um, bag left by Rick's group and realise that the weapons they had were stolen from the sanctuary itself. Eugene observes the bag and sees a spot of paint on it, which we talked about earlier. The same colour as that is on uh, Dwight's finger when he was touching the chess pieces, sets thing. 
Privately, Negan tells Eugene he will reward him handsomely if he can figure out the mole within the saviors. Eugene later goes to see Gabriel, finds him suffering and shivering, and he's he's sweaty himself, and he's cold and everything. He's he's not in a good state at all, uh, and he calls for medical attention. And that's the end of the episode. Um, so quite, kind of a lot to talk about here. Uh, Negan and his and his power and stuff. I like that we sort of see some more of this because I I feel like since maybe uh the mid-season finale with the episode where spencer died when negan kind of continued to show his power in that half season we haven't really seen that much of it since i know in the season seven finale we sort of saw him roll up to the gates of alexandria but he didn't show the same type of power in the same kind of way if you know what i mean yeah uh but he sort of comes in and he he, he takes control immediately which I, I think was kind of cool yeah. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about here first? What What did you like from here? Uh, from From this section, um, yeah, I mean the the thing with the the Negan kind of showing up and and the workers kind of all bowing down to him, I thought was kind of interesting because it really does show the amount of power he has. Um, and <clears throat> as I said earlier, sort of reaffirms that point that Negan was making about the that he is the thing that keeps these groups together and keeps the sanctuary running so that's sort of interesting as to how the saviors the the sort of worker saviors will react to being quote saved by rick's group Mm. that that will be an interesting conversation um you know moving forward uh you've then got um the 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 obviously other things with the weapons bag i mean the the assumption is that uh you know dwight it it's dwight's sort of the person that gave them the weapons which do we actually know for a fact that dwight gave them the weapons i think that's the indication at least that's certainly the indication but i mean you know and I, it I makes think we're, sense to me yeah that does make sense to me i mean i i'm i'm assuming that's the case Although, you know, maybe it came off Eugene's finger. <laughs> maybe Eugene was the one that handed some weapons over at some point. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but, both um, of them? I know there's only one fingerprint. Yeah, but... I mean, what what's interesting with that is is that uh, Eugene didn't immediately give Dwight up. So, you know, and it certainly has the suspicion. And it, which way Eugene will go? Will it end up with Eugene and Dwight working together? Or will Eugene... Is Eugene just holding back and wanting to get some actual evidence of it before he goes accusing Dwight over just some paint on a bag? So... I, th- yeah, th- I yeah. think that they've been working together for some time. I think that... They made arrangements for something, but we don't quite know what. And I think that maybe, maybe you got a bit of a Rick and Daryl situation where maybe Dwight has said to again. This is me guessing because we don't know this stuff. Uh, but that Dwight maybe said to Eugene, "Look, I can get these guns to the saviors," and I could see Eugene maybe saying, "No, that's dangerous because we can't really trust the other people here or something." Yeah. And that when we see. Uh, the evidence on screen and we see Eugene witness it and him giving Dwight that look I think that's Eugene being annoyed that he's maybe gone against what they have said that's an interesting possibility I mean yeah yeah. 
I don't know. I I do wonder. I mean, I think it could be as it could be as plain as it sort of seems in that Eugene is now. Yeah, Eugene didn't realise until that moment, and they haven't been working together. They've been working separate. Uh, yeah, or Eugene's been kind of just trying to stay alive. Mm. Or maybe he's a bit quite shocked in in some ways. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he or he's and he's quite shocked that Dwight appears to be the one that's turning against him, and he's now got this 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 decision to make of now: am I going to stick with Negan, or am I going to go back and work to um, help my old group? Uh, seen as Dwight's already doing it, so yeah, I don't know. That's that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot See of potential there. Goes. I don't want to spend too much time on it because we have got a lot of characters and we are supposed to be at war, but it's yeah. still, it's still, I still have an interest in it. And you could use a couple of cold opens, not as long as the one in this episode, uh, yeah. but you could use a couple of those maybe to 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 do some of this stuff, or maybe just a couple of little scenes here and there and yeah. stuff. But again, we don't we don't make the show, so we don't know. Uh, yeah. So and and then you've got sort of Negan saying to Eugene, you know, he basically he will kill him. Uh, Unless he finds out what happened, you know. So, uh, I, I mean, th- he said it in the nicest possible way, but he did basically say, um, you know, I will kill you quick if you worked really hard to find out uh, and you don't find anything. So, the, you know, basically saying the only way you're staying alive is if you find out who did this. So that's sort of motivation to maybe Eugene to, mm. to stick with Negan or make damn sure that, that Rick wins. The the problem there for Eugene is there's no guarantee that he's going to find out who it is. No. So, unless Negan's kind of saying, threatening him, but he won't actually kill him. He just wants to give him some kind of incentive to hurry up. Yeah. Because it, it's a little bit of a different tone to how he's treated Eugene in the past. So I think yeah. it's maybe a, 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 like, wink, wink, we're under threat because our own people are getting guns. Um, I know that you're a bit of a coward, so I'm going to use some of my power against you, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's given Eugene a lot to think about about which way he jumps. So, did you also, also notice that when you know when Negan like stands up at the table and he starts shouting, that Eugene's doing his like hands up shaky thing, and yeah. I'm kind of thinking, okay, I know you're a bit of a coward, but why are you doing this now? He's not. He's not. He's kind of talking to the whole group. I didn't mm. really get that. Like, okay, mm. I get that he's scared and stuff, but he's not shouting directly at Eugene. I don't know, but yeah. I guess he's pretty scared, so uh, there we go. Um, we've also got this thing with, with Gabriel as well. I mean, what mm-hmm. do we think that Gabriel got bitten? Okay, so I saw a theory, and this is a better one, the, 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 uh, the, the Rick dream thing, um, that uh, when, he, when Negan punches Gabriel, uh, I didn't quite see it, but like that would damage his nose and the when they threw the throw the guts on each other that could make him more ill cause, yeah. because although although it's a good tactic to do this it's not necessarily it's healthy yeah <laughs> so. no i mean it, it is dangerous you are rubbing you are rubbing the guts of you know infected guts all over you which yeah. is is one of the arguments for them not doing it all the time you know because um, if that gets into an open wound or something like that, then you basically mm-hmm. there is a chance of of it having yeah. the same which effect is, of being bitten. Which is the connection from um, Negan punching him. 
yeah possibly yeah. giving so, him a little bit of an open wound uh yeah maybe possibly. maybe that is possible I mean, a gallant nigga um, punches you it's not going to be nice so yeah yeah so, uh it's interesting though because in this isn't a spoiler for fear the walking dead but in fear the walking dead there's a character called nick and yeah. in season towards the end of season one right through the way to like season three he uses the guts like consistently and he gets it to a point where like it's on his skin kind of thing. Like he wears a sort of tank top yeah. and trousers and has it on him quite a bit and he doesn't seem to be affected at all. So no, I don't know, unless no. unless his immune system's better or something. I don't know. But, but possibly yeah. or I mean, you know, it, it could be just that he's fairly careful with how he applies it. I mean, you know, or he hasn't got any open wounds, which again mm. comes back to to the punch from Negan. So I, I don't know. Um, yeah. The, qu- the question yeah. is as to why he's been left like this and why he is, is he in a cell? Well, yeah, I mean, they obviously, I, I think he's, cause he had like a jacket and stuff on, didn't he? Yeah. And he's just got a tank top on and he's like sitting there shivering in this presumably well, yeah, quite but I cold think, cell. I think they obviously took his jacket off because it was probably covered in guts. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, I think he's been shoved in the cell because they haven't realized that he's actually sick. I don't think, I don't think they know at this point, you know, until, oh. until Eugene finds him. That was Flashback what I was thinking. <laughs> so. Yeah. But so. yeah, a lot, lot of questions from this episode about certain things. Uh, yes. the helicopter. Uh, and that's the end of the episode, and we'll, we'll find out hopefully, hopefully in a few weeks, <laughs> what, what happens to Gabriel, um, and and see how things go from there. But I'm I'm surprised how much I enjoyed this episode because with coming into this season and like all out war, all out war poster, all out war, and having an episode that doesn't involve barely any war at all, apart from like maybe the Rick and Daryl stuff, but that wasn't really to do with that. That you yeah. could do an episode like this and a person like me who reads the comics can enjoy it so i don't know uh anything else to say or should we mm. do some emails now let's do some emails cool uh so you can send yours in as well to entertainment talk at hotmail.com or contact us through facebook twitter website you know how, how the internet works and stuff uh, so Krista says a good episode that focused on actual negotiating and debate of war and not on the war itself uh, with more viewers asking for war this season and for it to be strongly paced how do you guys feel the pacing is going this season uh, I feel like maybe in episode sort of 2, 3 and 4 it went a bit weird the pacing um, but in episodes uh. 1 the pacing was pretty good I don't know. It, it, it depends how much... long as a viewer, I guess, you think a war would last and how quickly you think certain characters would be on the front foot. Because there's yeah. a lot of different characters with different motives and all that kind of stuff. And how many of those characters want to fight, 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 and how many of them want to like sit back, plan, and negotiate a bit more. So, mm. I, don't, I don't know. But I mean, I, I think they've handled the pacing a lot better generally this season. I mean, Certainly I compared think... to last season, yeah. Yeah, certainly compared to last season, I think the pacing has been infinitely better. Um, you know, it's there, there are some odd jarring little bits, but gen, as a general overall thing, I think the pacing has been infinitely better this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's been quite good. Uh, I want to start a little Daryl count thing. Uh, it's five out of five at the moment um, for episodes episodes that Daryl has appeared in. So, right. Because he yeah. wasn't in much of last season. Uh, just, just a little thing I thought of. Um, 
Tom says, so, so AMC, what's with the helicopter? That's his question. Surely, surely this has to come back. The Walking Dead has been lazy in the past with some things, but you can't blatantly show us that and not bring it back. Although, <laughs> with the way they like to leave things for weeks on end, will we actually get an answer this half season? We are running out of episodes. We are running out of episodes. We've only got three left. Uh, yeah. And next week looks to be all trash people. So, um, right. And a bit a bit of Michonne and Carl and Rosita or something like that. A bit of Daryl, yeah. maybe. Um, they are doing a good job this season with avoiding bottle episodes. Yeah. Because a bottle I episode basically has to be all of one thing. And we had a lot of that last season. Um, yeah, we did. And I know we only had it a little bit different this, this episode, but we basically got the main room of the sanctuary. We got uh, Negan and... Um, what's his name? Gabriel. And then we got the Rick and Daryl. So we had three different set pieces. So I think they, they've done all right with that. Uh, but yeah, we're running out of episodes this season. I don't know if it will come up this season, but um, fans will definitely remember. Trust me, fans pay attention to this show. Uh, yes. And with all the questions of where's Heath that I see about once or twice a month, um, yeah. a helicopter is definitely going to raise raise some questions. Um, uh, anything else you want to say about that? Or do you think we've kind no, of No, I mean, that? I, I think we covered mainly covered that earlier. But yeah, I, I'm hoping... Certainly, I think they'll cover the helicopter this season, mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's this half or um, next half. I don't know, but I it will get. I've got to get covered off this season because you can't yeah. just do that and then not resolve it in any way. Yeah, I do think it. I don't. I don't think it would be Oceanside. They don't seem like the. No, 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 no. It's going to be resources. something new. It's yeah. got to be yeah. something new. Yeah. Uh, Jessica says the Derek or Rickle uh, name some name shipping uh, <laughs> romance is damaged. Uh, do you guys think they will patch things up, or do you think this will be a continuous thread? Also, it's great to have more Daryl and Rick, but can Norman please, please speak up and speak clearly? Uh, which <laughs> I have to have to agree with. Uh, it's alright if you say more, but you have to say it clearly so we actually know what it is. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, because I, I, I mean, the, we talked in the in the um, run through about them, you know, Daryl abandoning him and and uh, you know them them going off in a you know the the sort of um, different directions, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they sort of uh, have this big argument, but I mean, I th- I think at the end of that fight, I think they were sort of getting over it anyway i just think that daryl refused to give him a ride to kind of be me <laughs> you're a dick i'm not i don't want to be around you today you know i don't think it was yeah. anything that serious i'll see you later you know I mean? at home <laughs> yeah yeah i think it, i mean we talked about them bitterly separating i don't think it was that that bad i mm. i think um i think they'll be fine by next episode mm-hmm. you know i think they had a disagreement they seem fine by the end of the fight um um, and Daryl was just like, "No, you you've been a dick to me. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, I'm not going to give you a ride. You can bloody walk." Uh, I think that's all that was. I you know, I think they'll be absolutely fine when they're next week. Yeah. Um, speaking of Rick, where where is he going? Because we also saw someone that's maybe in the in the trash people group. I know they're called the scavengers, but I like to call, I actually like to call them the trash people group. So yes, uh, we see one of them with some kind of whistle. Is he going to see them yeah, for something? Maybe, maybe because Daryl. Yeah, 
We, well, we've got. They talk about well, we've got a plan, and then when they leave, Daryl does go. Are you sure you want to do this? And like, I, and Rick says, "Yeah, it, it's the right thing to do," or something. So, I don't know. Um, maybe he's gone back to them to say to try and convince them to come back. But why on earth do you trust them after what happened last time? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can't believe how quickly this season's going. We've only got three episodes left. Well, uh, well it, it's, yeah, it's only half a season, so... Yeah, yeah, half... It kind of feels like a season, because I have it in arcs, but I know it's a whole season, so... Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Tom, for that. Uh, or Jessica, sorry, that was that email. Uh, Jack, this last email, says three things. Oh, Gregory, please hop and die, you spineless coward. I think everybody could agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. Uh, although Alexander Berkeley would probably like to keep his job. Um, I, I think although we, he, I'm he's sure good, he'll find he, another yeah, job he's good yeah. enough to, to pick up another job so uh, Gabriel is becoming a more likeable character and it's pretty cool I have to agree Eugene yes. and the bullets WTF what happened with that uh, that's a good question uh, we have not seen this since the episode when it was actually shown which I think was like a season and a half ago I think that was like season 6 um, it's the reason Negan actually took Eugene in in the first place, and now it seems to have been forgotten. It was a huge part of the comics. It was a really big part of the comics. It oh, was really? a whole. It was basically like, um, kind of the same situation where like, okay, we have a bullet supply problem, and Eugene was like, okay, I'll make these bullets, and that was just naturally what happened. And you saw, uh, at least more scenes than what is indicated and they talked about it a bit more at least and there was even a couple of characters that were like having side conversations and um you know the, there was characters being like oh i don't know if we can win this war and stuff and there was other characters saying like don't worry once eugene like makes us the bullets and stuff we we can fight back against the saviors we've not seen any of that in the show and it's not been mentioned since it's been brought up because no. you could at least mention it in a passing conversation like like when um Eugene and Negan have a conversation uh, a few times in this episode. He could say, like, how's the bullet making going? I was going good. And then that's all you kind of need to do. Yeah. So I don't know what yeah, they're doing with it. I, I don't know. It's it's not something that is... Uh, as somebody that hasn't or isn't up to date on the comics... Yeah. It's not something that's stuck out to me particularly. You know, they've... Because since Eugene's been there, they've found other uses for him in the sort of uh you know and, and using his his brain to think do things like make sure that the sanctuary is secure the thing about like um welding the walkers onto the fence and that sort of stuff you know it, there are there are th- other things that he's done since he's been there so the whole bullet making thing i i mean i would just assume it's going on in the background i the fact that it's not really been referenced i don't didn't really have a huge yeah issue with you know it's it, yeah i know that's why they originally took him but i've not really had a huge problem with the fact yeah. that it's not been brought up again plus we've not really seen that much of the inside working of the sanctuary yeah we've only seen little bits and pieces yeah maybe that's what he does all day mm-hmm. he's make bullets but we just don't see it the interesting thing as well in 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 the comics is that um the saviors mainly use i can't say necessarily what that is but they they use a different method to what's being implied in order to win the war and hopefully we'll see what that is later um and it's 
just the simple point of like Rick's team is mainly the ones having the issue with the bullets. Therefore, that's why he stays there. Because when, um, when Spencer dies the same way in the comic, um, there's nothing really said about Eugene or anything. So it's I don't know. It's a it's a strange kind of remix right. that they've put in, but. Um, the, the thing is, is that they put the remix in and not just not followed it. Uh, I I don't have as much of a of a big issue with it. It's just a case of it was kind of a big thing in the comics and they've just not included it. So, uh, mm. but let's talk about some of the other stuff he he says here. Uh, Gregory being a spineless coward, we can we can all agree yes. with that. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about Gabriel? He says becoming more more likable. I think he's yeah quite, no he's kind I. Of cool. I uh, yeah, no, I think Gabriel has become a, a a more redeemed character than he was when we first met him. I think he is far more likable, and uh, you know, since he found him a spine, you know, uh, and and has been in, mm-hmm. prepared to get involved, and yeah, yeah, I, I think he's been a far more likable character mm-hmm. in in recent episodes. And uh, if they are going to kill him off, which they may be about to, judging by it would things, be a strange way to do that. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I I think he's certainly far better than uh, he has been in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did he say here? Uh, just about the bullets. Uh, it's the reason he took him in. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for emails this week, and I think that's about it for, for the episode as well. Uh, thank you all yeah. for listening. Um, if you are, li- I don't know if you would be listening on Stitcher. Maybe you caught up or something. Uh, but yeah, that's that's available now as well. Um, if I forget to put the link in, which is possible because I'm a human being, I can forget things. Um, please like let me know or something. Um, I do have the link to hand. I just need to basically just just put it in the post. Um, well, not in the post, in the show notes. It's a better way to describe <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. Along with all of the other ways you can contact us, which is Facebook, Twitter, email, there's a Facebook group as well. Uh, you can of course leave a comment on the website. Uh, you can find David on GeekTown.co.uk to see more of the of the interview that that's happened this week, and to see what he and Ross discussed this week. Uh, we've also got the GeekTown Awards coming up soon as well. Yes, GeekTown Awards launching next week or the week after. Not entirely sure yet, but uh, that will be coming up soon. And we have a very large prize this year for the GeekTown Awards. So keep an eye out for that. That's about, yeah, that's everything for this week. Follow us on all the relevant social media and whatnot. But until next time, we'll see you on the next piece of content. Goodbye. Bye.